0: shake your booties for black girl nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the black girl nerds podcast. My name is Jamie and this episode is hosted by Ryan. If you are a fan of the Netflix series, raising Dion, then stay tuned we bring to you actor Rome Flynn, who stars in the popular series. Emmy Award winner Rome Flynn can be seen in the second season of Netflix superhero drama Raising Dion as Tevin Wakefield, a former long-distance runner and Olympic track coach who becomes Dion's trainer and mentor. Based on the comic book by Dennis Liu, Raising Dion follows seven-year-old Dion, a boy who has inherited superpowers from his father. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast featuring actor Rome Flynn of Raising Dion.
1: Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And you know what? I hope there's some future superheroes out there that listen to this episode because we need a lot of heroes now, whatever form and shape they're going to come in. But particularly this episode, because I have the ultimate superhero trainer with me today, but you might want to stay away from the espresso machine when you're hanging out with him, though. But other than that, he's he's pretty cool, and I hope you know what I'm talking about because I hope you have been watching Raising Dion season two on Netflix. By the way, season one is on Netflix as well, so you can bitch it all together if you haven't caught up. But I'm talking about the so talented Rome Flynn who plays um, Tevin on the show. And I had to pause for a little bit there because I, I, I'm way too excited to talk to Tevin here because I just think it's so cool the whole force field wall thing he has. But we're kind of we're gonna kind of dive into that a little bit. Rome, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. I'm, I'm happy to be on here with you. Yeah. You know, stay away from the espresso machines with me because, uh, <laughs> you know, might get a little milk on you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. But you know, it's all in good fun because, you know, Tevin is 100 percent serious when it comes to training and being part of the the power, the super world. But I got to start with what did your daughter think of the season finale?
2: Um, She loved it. You know, she, she got real invested real quick. Uh, she didn't watch the first season, but uh, you know, she just jumped and watched the second season. <laughs> she <wasn't> patient enough, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, she was she was amazed by it. You know, my nephews and my nieces, all of them. You know, they think I'm Superman now, not the real Superman, you know, but you know, a version of that. So it's it's been cool to do something that you know my my younger family members can watch because I haven't had that opportunity much.
1: Yeah, it's just like one of those what's so cool about raising Dion is that show that you can use like cute and kick butt like all in the same sentence. Because right. there's there's just so many interchangeable moments. It makes it so cool for young people. I'm curious, like what kind of feedback have you been getting, or or what was something that you wanted? I guess young people looking for inspiration or just seeing um uh Josiah, like this young black boy being this hero coming into his own, um, you know, on a show like this.
2: Yeah, I think the you know, the message behind it is um is resilience and i think josiah in in his real life he represents that but also you know dion is i feel like a um if if he keeps going he could be a pillar in in the community for you know not even just the black community but just kids growing up um and i think the show is is what's special about it is is yeah it's supernatural but it's deep rooted in like uh real issues and i think that's what makes the difference because there's a lot of shows who are who have supernatural powers, but they lack the uh universal uh connection that fans need to have with the show in order to be emotionally invested. You know, have you ever watched a show where it's like, yeah, they have power, but you really just don't know what the hell is going on?
1: Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know,
2: and there's a lot of fight scenes, and you're like, but well, what is this really? And so yeah. I think reason Dion is it's the, the foundation of it is a mom and her son at its very core essence and she's trying to figure it out uh, and trying to make the right decisions and at the same time having to deal with, you know, these supernatural things that are happening. Uh, But we still touch on so many things like, you know, peer pressure uh, and with Dion going to school and he's reaching that age where he's very impressionable. And I think the interesting thing about Tevin is that um, when I approached this, it wasn't about trying to be an uh, authoritative uh, figure for him, but more just a voice of reason. Uh, but a male figure that he could trust. I wanted to kind of create a dynamic that wasn't codependent on whether or not Tevin was with his mom or not. I wanted people to watch it and say, no, I genuinely like them together. And they completely forget that Nicole got this thing with Tevin, you know, and that a <laughs> yeah. little distance, you know, and I think that's what makes it unique. That's what makes it kind of cool.
1: Now, what was it uh, with onset with set with uh, Josiah? Um, you guys, that scene—one of my favorite scenes—that you guys had. Uh, by the way, spoiler alert: you guys, pause us, go watch the seasons, mm-hmm. come back and listen to us, because um, I kind of want to get into it with Rome here a little bit because the season is so cool. But the um, the episode, or the yeah, the episode with you and Josiah, where you guys are um, like the first meeting, the first training meeting. How long yeah. does something like that take to film? And is it kind of weird because you guys, you guys get the effects where you can kind of tell where your powers are going?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, growing up, you feel like you have this um, imagination of having powers and maybe you feel like you can fly. And so I think once you get older, you kind of lose that a little bit. And so when I had the opportunity to play this character who's powered, I'm like, well, what does that look like? Like, I don't even, like, what What are my, what are my hands looking like? You know, what are the <laughs> hand motions looking like? You know, because I wanted to stay consistent with what the, what the show was. And and it was really just up to me to kind of build that out which was was really fun to approach uh but shooting that scene uh it depends i mean naturally a scene like that other than the fight and stuff can take like two hours right just based on dialogue and stuff. right yeah but it took a bit longer because you know we had to hook up Josiah to a crane you know he does that backflip,
0: mm-hmm, so they mm-hmm. put
2: a crane inside this kind of relatively small room and you know, he, he's doing his, he's doing his stunts. You know, he does have a stunt double, but that backflip he had to do himself. So he had to get in the harness, um, and do it a few times, which, you know, there was a little, uh, there was some learning curve to it. Uh, he hadn't done it before. So he had to figure out how to land gracefully, you know, and then a lot of my stuff, you know, I do my own stunts. I'm like Tom Cruise, you know,
1: uh, okay, there you go, okay. work it
2: out? Oh, listen, I wish I'm not even going to take credit for that. I had two stunt doubles. I, it was like, we need more than one. Okay. Uh, and he was really dope like he he was just really amazing with 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 the flips and, and kicks and stuff like that and all I had to do was just turn as if it was me and I was like that's the easiest thing I had to do uh, but it seems like that could take long I mean I think it took a couple hours I mean three or four hours um, and we we ended up having to go back and shoot more of it again uh, potentially because you know when when Nicole comes into the room that's when another scene starts and so when he she, he throws that fireball and Tevin throws up the, the force field, um, we needed that to connect. So we had to kind of shoot shoot it again a little bit. So that scene took a, a while. And I think I, I wish we had more training scenes, but I know how time consuming assuming it is. And, you know, the CGI effects of it are, are, you know, they're unmatched and they put a lot of effort and time into that. But uh, hopefully if we get a season three, we get more intricate, detailed oriented you know training sessions.
1: Yeah, because I'm really wanting to sit in one of these like Tevin sessions, because these things like things be exploding and stuff bouncing off the walls. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm putting I'm hope I'm putting season three out in the atmosphere. And I hope we definitely get some more of those scenes. Um, But, you know, it's interesting that you talk about, too, to give us a little BTS. A lot of people don't think about it, even though you guys cannot do all of your sons. You know, there's a lot of liability, all that kind of stuff on set. Right, but right. it's so intricate when you're in the superhero world, when you're talking about having powers, like even if you talk about turning there's a certain way, you know, you have to, to catch the camera that people don't think about that's cool in this world. Um, but did you always want to be a part of like, uh, like the superhero world or, or the supernatural world?
2: Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, like I said, this, this role particularly was a dream come true for me for a lot of reasons, but you know, one of those being that reason, you know, I really wanted to, uh, step my, my, my effort into doing more action stuff and doing more, you know, sci fi kind of supernatural stuff. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, those kind of roles are, are, they don't really come by as often. Um, And it seems that the only people that are telling those stories are a very small, select few of people. So if Mm -hmm. you have a writer or a production company or network, they, they only see it through the lens that they see it in. So whenever they, they kind of cast these roles uh, as you can see shows like black lightning, you know, shows where they highlight, you know, black, Um, superheroes it's almost like they feel the need to have every character be black and be superhero or have none you know what I mean yeah yeah it's true it's very true so either I'm fighting I'm fighting against trying to get in get into Marvel um, which that universe is very huge and and it's possible but that's the apex you know that's the highest Mm -hmm. you can kind of get to and it's really hard I mean a lot of things have to go right in order for you to even be in a position where they would consider you for it and um you know i've i had the opportunity to be considered for some marvel stuff before but um you know that that thing is that's a different beast you know we got a lot of very talented actors who are who trying to get in that position just like you are so you know i'm try, i'm trying to make my way through there i definitely want to do more of it it's definitely a dream come true and hopefully i can expand on that and 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 just jump my way into some dc or marvel or or something along the lines of that or create something completely different you know um Which I think is cool because Amazon did, you know, uh, the boys, which I think is interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. Super cool. You know, and those kind of things you just want to be a part of because they're they don't come around often.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, either way, like I'm a fan just seeing you like I feel like if they see how you had to create this force field time and time again, Mm -hmm. which that was so I don't know. That's so cool to me because it was always like Tevin could pop up and be that barrier, so to speak um for what's going like super left and it's like he was that he was that middle ground for everybody but yeah it's it's like you said i think too about the show and just like you said the netflix the amazons they can kind of branch out and and open this world to us open these new superheroes but you also want to see it on a lower scale on a higher scale which um uh you know is, is cool to see but yeah tevin is definitely tevin is definitely dope here um do you think is Tevin comfortable at Bayana I kind of feel like he's kind of just going through the ropes does he know everything that's going on behind the scenes do you think
2: um yeah I mean that was another interesting thing because I didn't know how much he knew like you got to think of it like this like Tevin is working at this huge conglomerate he's sort of like just a cog in the system Um, right yeah to be this this hero and like some someone that has a lot of principles and, and an important person, but in the grand scheme of the of the actual, I feel like um company. I don't I don't know if he's intr or is is intricate enough into what's going on. I think mm-hmm. he probably is just worried about trying to train the kids and train them into being good people and into honing in on their powers. He I don't think he knows anything about what's happening above him, but I mean that'd be interesting to find out. I, I mean I think he's comfortable there. I, I think it's just hopefully we get to to branch out and, and really dive more into what that looks like uh, but there's a lot going on so you never know if we have time for that <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's so much going on with this company and so yeah I'm hoping in season three we keep on digging and figuring out you know maybe they get some new people in charge and might help you know change it up a little bit with some of the stuff that goes left um what what is your what was your favorite power moment for Tevin like using your powers what was your favorite moment
2: Yes. Yeah, so uh, my favorite moment, I think, using my powers were, um, I mean, the fight scene was great. I, I really love that they imp- they in- they involved like the power aspect, but also with some humor with Nicole. I think that's probably one of my favorite scenes because <laughs> we don't really we get to see a lot of superheroes use their powers. They fight for good. They fight for bad. You know, whether they're training these kind of scenes, they kind of they have a template, right? And I just mm-hmm. thought it was interesting the way they wrote this beginning scene with Tevin and Cole, where, you know, their first meeting and she discovers he has powers because he shields her with the, you know, the force field when the espresso machine malfunctions and then later he doesn't do it. You know, because it goes to show you like the personality <laughs> of the character is still there. It's like, he's not just powered, but he's an individual. And it, it, it kind of like represents life, you know, people, a lot of times are judged based on how they look or based on what they do. Um, and I think Tevin was like, wow, that's kind of funny. I think that would have made them likable, though. I think without that scene, it kind of, it loses some, some personality to, I feel like that really needed it. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, I like that they incorporated that because I feel like it gives it some foundation, like some groundedness to it where people can go, mm. oh, that's funny and they can kind of connect with it that way.
1: Was that also your, because I was going to go next, is that also your favorite Nicole and Tevin moment?
2: Um, Let me think. Uh, uh, uh Yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorite moments, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we've got a couple of moments here and there. I like the moment at the end We he gives her flowers. I think that's cute, man. I think yeah, I was, yeah. it was such a gesture, you know, because he had just <laughs> had this conversation with her sister. And, you know, she told him, basically, if you about it, be about it. And I think... <laughs> For any man in that situation, it's power to not like all the powers that he had couldn't have gave, given him the courage to do that, and he did it anyway, um, to give her the flowers and, and they ended up walking into that uh room together, which I thought was kind of we got to see the progression of where they were and then kind of where they ended up or beginning, where they're ending up.
1: Well, speaking of her sister too, one of my favorite uh, like like Tevin moments are kind of talking about Tevin uh, when you first kind of get on the scene and uh, Nicole is talking to Kat and they're sitting on the couch and they're Mm -hmm. like, they're talking about how cute, uh, how cute Tevin is. And they're like, well, uh, and I think Kat said something like, want to know his name. or I want to know his name. And I thought they were referring to Tevin Campbell. (laughs) the singer Tevin Campbell so I thought that was kind of cool I don't know I could be branching out too much and that's not what they're talking about but I thought that was kind of cool uh with that that song uh that Tevin Campbell has but that was one of my favorite moments like I just remember him just sitting on the couch talking about how cute he is and you could see Nicole trying not to smile and enjoy the moment
2: yeah I you know I think you probably connected that dot I don't think anybody else did (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, you know, look, see, this is how big of a fan I am. And I'm trying to watch the details here. Speaking mm-hmm. of details, let's get into this. Um, we won't tell everybody the scene that happens after the credits because you guys got to go and watch that because you need to know about that. But mm-hmm. just the fight scene here with the um, the crooked man, like everything kind of comes to the head. Um, and you have um, uh, I think it's I'm uh, saying Brandon. Is it Brandon? Right. No. The 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 yeah. little boy that has the OK. So, yeah, I want to make sure I had his name, uh, the character name. Right. So, um, but yeah, just going to that, uh, facing that scene, and you have all these people that's coming out of the woods and everything is crazy. These two little boys getting ready to face off. How, what was that scene like shooting that? Everybody gets to use their powers and come in at one time. So cool.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, it was dope because we really kind of all got to have our entrance. And I think it, it, it really, it simulated the feeling of when you watch a Marvel or a DC it gives you that 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 aha moment you know and as as these characters are developing we want i feel like we want to start steering this thing into where we look at them as heroes you know and right. it has that effect and i think we needed that kind of you know introduction where she comes she kind of materializes out of the air um and she just she appears there right and then tevin he kind of steps in with the force field and we all come together at the end and uh, we're in one shot together. It's like a four shot while we're standing next to each other. And it, it feels like, you know, that's that's that moment where you're like, wow. Like, you know, the Avengers are coming together. We had our kind of Avenger moment right <laughs> yeah. before we were fighting. Um, and yeah, we all got to use our powers and, and do our thing a little bit. You know, like I said, I wish there was more of it. Um, and maybe hopefully next season we, we get more of that kind of thing. I, I want to push it into a, a direction where, you know, we create this thing where they do this often, like they go and fight. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And, you know, as Dion grows older, he, he's he's balancing that almost like how Spider-Man, you know, where Spider-Man uh-huh. can go and save the city and still have to go to class. I really feel like Dion can kind of motivate his way into that into that space where we become a team, where we fight. We're fighting. We And eventually we have our own little outfits and we have our own little everything, um, which I think would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, because, you know, it it'll definitely upgrade Dion to kind of hang with Tevin a little bit more. Because, you know, right now, he, you know, he's saving, the, you know, making sure the garbage can, making sure the streets are clean, you know, mm-hmm. getting newspapers delivered. So, you know, we got to upgrade them, you know, we got to upgrade them on superhero level. So I think that'd be cool with, uh, with him and Tevin. So that'd be dope going into season three. So we'll put that out there, hopefully.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it.
1: Um, but as we kind of wrap here, Rome, like, what did you? What were some of your like last little tidbits you took away from the season? Um, what do you got coming next? If you could say anything, I know everything's very talk- uh, tight and locked down. Hopefully, something superhero. We'll just put that out in the universe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been real busy. I'm uh, I, I'm doing a couple shows for ABC. Um, one of them is called The Rookie. I've been doing that. I have a couple. Uh, I have a, a character arc on there, and one I can't say, but uh-huh. it, it's a really, really amazing show, and I'm really happy to be a part of it it's just one of those shows like you that you just hope at some point as an actor you want you get to be on um and you know aside from that you know my show um with love came out on amazon and yeah it's it's doing really well and that was really fun to do to do some romantic comedy stuff because i I really think that that lane has been a bit neglected um with everything that these studios are giving people it's more about uh, cgi more about i just feel like the core essence of like that feeling when you watch a movie like Hitch, like I just don't think I've felt that kind of nostalgic feeling from watching anything in a while. So yeah. to be able to do that was was really amazing. Um, and you know, Raising Deanna is doing really great. Um, and it's been in Netflix top 10 since it released. I think, I don't know if it's still there now, but you know, I think it shocked everybody. I mean, I don't know if it shocked Netflix or not, but it it didn't shock us, you know, but it definitely shocked a lot of people who were fans of the show. Yeah. I think there was this kind of underlining thought that maybe because it had been two years that the fans weren't interested or didn't care. And, and again, I think it goes to show you like the black dollar, man, like we, we still get behind the projects that we really want to see and really care about. And we show up time and time again, you know, just like we did with black Panther came out, you know, made it Uh a huge success. And Raising Dion is no different, you know, and I think there was limited promotion and a lot of people didn't know about it. It was really just word of mouth that kept it in that top 10 with Netflix for so long. I mean and beat out shows like Ozark, you know, which, who has really loyal fan bases. And uh, it, it for me, you know, coming into it, I'm like hoping that people receive it well. And I think, you know, the writers and, and everybody at Netflix did a great job in creating this world and got people invested. And so now I think the, the next thing for them to do, from my opinion, is to continue to build off that because I really think Raising Dion is a, is a unique show. and. Uh, without numbers or, or 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 I mean, they have the numbers. It's, but if we didn't have that, the show is still important enough to continue to make. And so I hope Netflix sees that and sees how much people love it and and bring it back. And I don't I mean I don't know if I'll be a part of it or not, but I just want to see it be see a, see a success from it and continue to grow because I think there's something special there.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely need some seven here now because we can't have all the power. We can't have all the young people running around just blasting stuff. You know, not you got to get somebody to keep it under control. But yeah, I I totally agree with you. It's, It's just this show has so much heart and so much diversity, so much difference. That I hope continues and you hope you get to that point, you know, as a fan of superheroes myself, you hope you get to that point where you don't have to keep uh, proving, like you said, um, Mm -hmm. in the Black community, as people of color that we can bring people to that box office, we can bring people to that streaming service Mm -hmm. to to check these things out. You hope you get to a point where that's just like automatic, like you know this and you know Raising Dion is one of those those boxes that you can check because the show is fantastic if you guys haven't seen it go check it out on Netflix you can check season one and season two it's a family show it has so many different concepts and and ideas to talk about whether it's you know a mother like a single mother mother or losing a parent you know a kid trying to grow up and figure out where he fits so it's so many different aspects just to definitely go check it out uh Rome thank you so much it's been so much fun to talk to you
2: yeah it's been a joy appreciate it thank you for having me
1: and again, you guys go check it out. Raising D.I. Season 2 on Netflix. Bye.
0: Right. See you later. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Boom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.